0: r slash ask reddit serious people who have had somebody die for you what is your story my brother jumped in front of his wife when a maniac was trying to run them over my brother was killed on the 15th of november 2015 in eugene oregon while on a weekend getaway he and his wife had just finished breakfast and were walking back to their car to go back to the place they were staying as they were crossing the road a man in a toyota highlander who had just beat his parents with a baseball bat killing the father and permanently injuring his mother, decided to drive into my brother and his wife at full speed. According to the police reconstruction and witnesses, my brother put his body in front of his wife's and took the brunt of the impact. He was killed instantly and my brother's body slammed into his wife breaking nearly all her bones on the left side of her body. She lived. RIP Mark J. Sanford. A truly amazing man, brother, friend, son, stepfather and husband. I am sorry about what happened to your brother. He sounded like a wonderful man. I couldn't help but to look him up and I saw the letter he wrote. It was absolutely beautiful and really shed light on the little things we take for granted. I'm late to the party, so many won't see this, but I wanted to put this out there. Obvious throwaway because people know my personal account and I'm not ready to talk about it with most people. Most details are intentionally made ambiguous. The irony that I'm posting it here for everyone is not lost on me. I was in Afghanistan in 2011, working in humanitarian assistance human terrain analysis. I was working in the southern part of a city in the southeast of the country, working in various villages communities over the course of a few weeks. I have Middle East and Southwest Asian features, so the Afghans took a liking to me. I got to know one village community particularly well to the point that one of the younger boys, about 13, would always walk with me holding my hand, a sign of friendship in their culture. We talk about life in America, what his life was like in his Afghanistan, what he wanted to be when he grew up, basic shit, nothing serious. I left that community to work in other parts of the region for a little while with the intention of coming back for one more visit before I went back to HQ to write reports and shit. So I go back for that one visit to find the community cold to me. Which is very unusual in Pashtunwali. Pashtuns is the ethnicity of the people in the area. Pashtunwali is like their ethnic code of conduct. As we're leaving the area, we found the body of the kid that was hanging out with me. He was executed by gunshot and left to rot in a ditch. He didn't die for me in the sense that he sacrificed himself for my sake. Rather, he died for being my friend. The people of that community refused to speak to any NATO forces after that. That is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That someone would kill a kid because they talk to you. I can't even wrap my head around it. He was killed for betraying his people. Because he was friendly to the invaders, they killed him to send a message to the people in the area you're on our side or theirs and any man, woman, or child who takes their side is our enemy. Not me personally, but it did affect me. For those who live in the US, you may have heard about this, as it made national news. I used to work at an elementary school and one day during dismissal time, one of the parked school buses suddenly jumped the cab towards a group of children. The principal was not too far behind them and pushed them out of the way just in time. Before the bus hit her and killed her instantly, I was there when it happened. That was the bravest and most selfless thing I have ever seen anyone do and proved her character and how passionate she was with working with children. Mrs. Jordan. I went to Abe in the early 90s and she was the principal for the last year or two that I was there. I'm sorry you had to witness that. I have so many fond memories of her and that place in general, but we all know she died doing what she loved. I'm 31 and it touched my heart to know she was still in the same place doing the same thing all those years later. RIP. When I was 7 years old, my mother and I got into a car accident. I was asleep in the front seat wearing no seatbelt. She saw the oncoming car approaching and threw herself on top of me, saving me from flying through the windshield but killing her instantly. I think about her every day, and I want to live to tell her legacy. Her name was Jennifer Lee. Rwandan genocide survivor here. I lost my dad during the Rwandan genocide when I was 4 years old. He died protecting my sister, my mother, and me. The genocide was basically between two tribes, Hutus and Tutsis. My parents were each from different tribes. To make a long story short, both tribes were willing to take all of us in. But the nonverbal agreement was that the parent that wasn't from the appropriate tribe would be dealt with. Not wanting my mom to die, my dad chose to bring us to her tribe's side of the conflict, thus sealing his own death in the process. He was taken to some woods somewhere and he had his head chopped off. What always gets to me is my mom telling me how he silently cried as he was taken away. Damn. Man. I'm sorry your family had to go through that. So senseless. Your dad made the ultimate sacrifice for you, your siblings, and your mom. I hope you all have good memories of him. My grandfather at the time was 94 years old. My 4 year old daughter got the flu, which he then gave to me. I was homesick with my daughter and I couldn't even take care of myself let alone my daughter. My grandfather took care of the both of us. I remember waking up to him covering me with a blanket like when I was a child. He ended up getting the flu from us and his respiratory system couldn't take it. He passed because he took care of me and my daughter and it makes me cry every time I remember that. If I was 94 and had a loving daughter and granddaughter, that's exactly how I would chose to go. This right here. This one really got me. I'm sure that he knew what the risk of exposure was, especially for an elderly person. And that makes it all the more compassionate. I hope you and your daughter are doing well. It's like the older workers in Japan who went into the reactor. They knew well what the risk was, but they knew that it was their duty. Link. I tried to shorten this as best I could, but it's still crazy long I'm sorry. The 13th of October, 2011. My aunt and uncle invited me to come down with them for a wedding party they were having at their house in Logan for one of their friends. I accepted, packed my stuff to stay for a weekend, and got into their car. We were just chatting while driving through Logan Canyon from my house to theirs. It was nice because I hadn't really talked to them since I moved up there. Well all of a sudden I hear my aunt say, Steve, Steve. I look up and see a red truck right in front of us. It hits and I black out. I wake up in a lot of pain and everything smelt weird and I couldn't talk. My aunt gets out of the car and is panicking and asking if my uncle and I are okay. Which I'm still surprised that she could to this day because she had a broken disc in her back. My uncle had died on impact. I learned later that he turned the car just in time to take the full brunt of everything. Something that still makes me very uncomfortable is recalling this event. I can still clearly remember him breathing. But it was gurgling and like he was trying to breathe. Apparently his brain had split in two or something? I don't know if that's a thing that can happen. I just remember being told that. I get upset thinking about it. I feel like I heard him dying. Everyone thought I walked out of there okay until a few days later my intestines burst because a portion of them had been killed. Though I walked out of the car with broken glasses and a bruised arm. Somehow no broken bones. I tried looking up articles on the accident. This was the only one that really sums everything up. Article. Here's some pictures of the crash. 1. 2. 3. I don't know if this information will make you feel better or worse but if it helps you understand what was happening to your uncle. Yes, you were hearing him die. It sounds like he may have been doing agonal breathing. Not to be confused with any kind of agony. He wasn't awake or aware of what had happened to him or felt anything. The breathing noises he was making wasn't really breathing at all. His brain was responding to the lack of oxygen it was receiving because his heart had stopped. It's a very natural thing that happens when someone is dying suddenly and it's awful you had listened to it happen to someone you know and love and not know what exactly was happening to him. From experience. I know how terrifying it sounds especially when you think they're breathing and something can be done to help them. There was nothing anyone could have done to prevent him from dying and he was very brave to have maneuvered the car the way he did. I hope you can find some peace about what happened. Thank you for the information about this. I'd never really tried looking it up. But it does help knowing he didn't feel any of it. I've posted this on other threads before but it's a story about my dad. It was winter time when I was 10. My father and I were walking across the ice covering the canal across from his house. I believe we were going for lunch. Before I realized what was going on, the ice broke from under us. And after some time of struggling to stay afloat, someone had finally noticed us in the water, encircled with ice. The guy threw an extension cord out to us my dad told me to grab hold of it and he pushed hard on me to get me up on the ice so the guy could pull me to shore as he pushed up on me i looked back to see his face disappear under the water that was the last time i ever saw him i have been suicidal for a couple of months when i was 21 i guess it's always been there but some things in my life triggered it i knew i didn't want to die But something inside me was telling me it's the right choice and that no one really wanted me in their life. So I started to plan my suicide. Without anyone knowing. Around that time, my sister-in-law got sick and passed away right on New Year's Eve. And suddenly I got two small children to care for. At first, I didn't know what to do. My plans were basically changed super fast. I didn't have time to think on what just happened. But these children changed me. I started to see that yes. I am worth something and needed nothing makes me cry so much than thinking of dying and leaving these kids with more death in their life. I don't know if it counts or not, but I was basically saved by these kids and their mom. You'll still here. I feel like it counts. Don't underappreciate the value of your life to someone else. My mom almost did a couple years ago and I don't know what my life would be like now if she had taken hers. Sorry this is another not me, but When we were 7 my best friend's mom was at a bar not far from where we grew up. I guess a guy there was getting really rowdy and the management asked him to leave. As he was being kicked out he drunkenly yelled something along the lines of I'll come back and kill every person in this place. I don't think anyone took him seriously but later that night he returned with a gun and opened fire on the people in the bar. Her mom ushered some of her friends into the kitchen to hide. She got them all into a pantry but he came in and caught them. He shot her in the head and moved on to the rest of the bar. She died protecting her friends. A few weeks later, at a different bar in a different state, my friend's dad was shot and killed also. She was orphaned at 7 years old and was then raised by her grandmother. We don't talk about it very often but on holidays like mother or father's day I know I need to check in on her. Your poor friend. Both parents murdered in the same year? Life's limits in joy or sorrow know no bounds. It is awful. She never talks about it anymore but I know she still deals with it every day. My brother died for me 13 years ago yesterday. We were alone at a beach in Mexico, no lifeguards, while our dad was taking care of some business. The water had been rough the day before. But my brother wanted to take a swim so we went in anyway. Messing around in the water with one of those disposable underwater cameras. We got distracted and didn't realize how far we'd been pulled out. Suddenly we realized we were in a rip current and how big the waves around us were. Tried to swim back but couldn't and at this point I'm panicking, yelling for help, and telling my brother I don't want to die. He says I won't, stays with me, and yells for help. Someone at one of the beachside restaurants finally notices us and jumps into the water with a boogie board. They swim up to us and tell us to hang on to the board. My brother and I are holding hands in the board, together. One wave later and we're ripped apart. That was the last time I saw him. I live for him every day. He was and is my best friend. I'm so sorry for your lost man. People need to know that any body of water, calm or rough, is immensely more dangerous than is commonly thought. Full grown fit men can sometimes not beat a current or fight exhaustion. This really hit home as someone who's lost their brother. I am so sorry bud. He sounds like a legend and legends never die thanks man i'm sorry for your loss as well you never stop missing them (laughs) my mom died giving birth to me i didn't find out about the circumstances of her death until i was seven and my aunt said something about it to me it messed me up for a while i often wonder what my life would have been like if she was around i had very little female influence in my life i was raised by my dad and five brothers Dad just treated me like one of the boys so I grew up working on cars and motorcycles. My dad has never dated anyone since. That sometimes makes me sad too. I look at all the joy my husband brings into my life and want that for him. But I think he is just done with that part of his life. My brothers will sometimes tell stories about her. It's really the only way I know anything about her. There are some pictures around too. People tell me I look just like her. And have the same attitude. I just have to take their word for it. I'm older now than she ever was. I look at all the things going on in my life and I feel incredibly guilty for taking that away from her. It makes me want to live my life in a way that I think would make her proud. I'm older now than she ever was. Reading that part really took me off course for a second. Not that it confused me, or I misread it, or anything like that. But because my mind immediately saw it as you saying that you're now living the life she gave you. I think that's really poetic, thanks for sharing your story. You didn't take anything from her, and trust me, if she knew she would die but saving your, her child's life in the process, she would do exactly the same, live with honor of having a warrior, a fighter as a parent. My father's best friend growing up passed away before I was born. But in an absolutely heroic manner, my parents and godfather, Glenn were rafting along the Colorado River in the early 90s. Following a large section of rapids, they decided to take a break along the shore. Shortly after, they heard screams for help from upstream. Closer to the rapids, a young boy had fallen out of a raft without a life jacket on. Glenn rushed up the shore with his life jacket and jumped in the white water. Swimming towards the boy, he was able to take his own life jacket off. Attach it to the boy, and fasten it before he was pulled down by the current. My parents were quite distraught for some time after. They hold Glenn in a different light in their minds. And decided to give me, their first son, a part of him. My middle name is Glenn. I'm very proud to have had someone like that as a direct influence on my life. We sold drugs. And let's call him Jay. I got into it to help him out. But it was my choice all the way. We were just kids. I was 15. On our days off, we posted up outside a liquor store and just hung out. Talked about whatever came to mind. Maybe we had some customers pass by. Put some work in but that wasn't why we hung out there. It was quiet. Nobody bothered us much. And we got to just chill. Apparently he had a reputation I wasn't aware of with some other crew. Because one day I saw a car round the corner after sunset with no lights on. They didn't stop. But slowed down around the store and I thought alright. Sketchy customer. Get the bags ready. Then the window came down and I saw the barrel stick out. I froze. But Jay was quick. Got in front of me and brought me down while I just heard two shots. And then the car speeding away. I got grazed. But he got hits in his midsection. And in the head. He was a lot taller than me so the headshot missed me completely. He didn't die immediately. I held him and called 911. I don't remember talking to the operator, I just remember looking at him and being able to tell the second he died. It really is a lights out moment where they just aren't there anymore. I've recently learned that the name for what I did after that was called keening, moaning or screaming in response to someone's death. I just yelled and yelled, cried and screamed. It's been 12 years and I'm fine now, but I keep his memory with me and realize that we put ourselves in that danger. So I take more responsibility for the situations I put myself and my loved ones in. Edit. This is my most popular post. I do appreciate the well wishes and condolences. To be politely brief. Thank you all. My English may be weird I am sorry. I don't know if this counts and I don't want to go into detail but my mother took me when I was 8 years old from Shinidu North Korea with a refugee group to the north of the border of China and North Korea and fled to Thailand and then to South. The important thing is that my family, father and my extended family still lived in Shinija they did not want to leave due to fear of capture and fear of the United States propaganda, so my mother took it in her own hands. Most likely my family has perished for my mother and my actions. Edit my mother towards the end told me that longer we stay alive the bad memories that we have will slowly be replaced by new good memories we just have to stay alive. My mother has since passed away she became deranged and stressed that led to her death at an early age and I since moved to the United States after graduating at Seoul National University in English and Business International. Because of my family's sacrifice I can have a somewhat normal life but I can never forgive myself for my mother and my actions and I have never told anyone. I don't deserve this life but I have to live with it. Your mother risked everything to get you out and let you live a better life. You do not have anything to forgive yourself for. She made the choice to flee and you have now gone to Union. sounds like made a life for yourself. If anything I'd dare to say I think she'd be proud. During a strong earthquake my grandmother used her body to protect a 4 year old girl. A wall collapsed and fell on them. I'm told she broke her hip, an arm and her skull was open. She bled to death and passed from a heart attack. When they dug them out all she kept asking about was the little girl and saying she's fine. The little girl thankfully survived with a broken arm but couldn't understand what happened to my grandmother. He was a stranger. His death saved me and three others. The circumstance surrounding his death will never be completely known as mistakes were made during his medical care. At the time of his death. I had already been on an artificial heart for 11 months and was probably about 2 weeks from death myself. It had been a 3 year journey for me and my family. Getting listed for transplant and then sitting on that list was grilling. I was simply done. I received his heart on the 11th of January 2014. Although the recovery still goes on, I'm alive and enjoying my life. His name was for Tim, and I now know his family. That's beautiful, to those who are interested. You too can become an organ donor. Ro, you made it to the end? You're a ducking beast. Thanks for watching mate. Make sure to smash that like button and subscribe for more high quality content.